The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hey, it's Mooney from the Mooniverse, and welcome to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. I've taken the very best of what I've learned over the last decade of working in the spiritual industry, and now I'm bringing all the teachings, all the tools, all the resources, and all the stories to you in this podcast, where every week you'll meet a new spiritual entrepreneur who's out there doing what they love. They could be just starting out or finding big success, but I want you to connect to the stories and feel connected to the journey. I'll see you in the podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight with me, the Mooniverse. And on this podcast, we're sharing stories and learnings and teachings and experiences and struggles and breakthroughs and everything that happens when we make this decision to start doing that thing that we love and sharing our gift with the world. So in this episode, we are joined by Christina, and Christina and I go way back. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and how we met? Yes. So first of all, hello, everybody. Nice to be here today. It's really an honor to talk to you, Muni, to talk to your community. Yes, we met at uh, another course, uh, which had to do with starting a spiritual business. And I had the big opportunity to talk to you um, face to face or, or in a kind of mastermind. And you gave me very valuable tips. And I was very grateful for that. And it really changed um, the way I was approaching my business at that time, I have to awesome. say, and oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's partly just one sentence which can change so much. Yes. Yeah. And what sentence was that for you? Well, you see, um, I'm not the youngest, so I don't uh, belong to this group of digital natives. So I'm uh, 54, and uh, well, you see, you've got your ups and downs in life, and sooner or later, you decide to start a new business or to change your business, and then you see everybody around you moving ahead, having no problem with social media and this and that, and then I started telling myself stories about, oh, I'm running out of time, Um, maybe I'm too old for that, should I really start that, should I do that? and in our talk I talked about this and you said well you're telling yourself stories yeah and it's true it's it it is a story and what is time what is lifetime I think every day and that's my slogan as well every day is a new beginning so why should I bother about time when things are due they are due and then things work out well gosh what a what a change from anyone who's in a corporate job or somebody who's working an hourly wage or somebody who has that that deep connection between time and money to just like release that 
connection Absolutely. to time and to Absolutely. just say this is going to happen how it's supposed to happen it's going to yeah. happen in its own timeline not everybody has the circumstances that would allow for that mm-hmm. uh and some of us do and we're very lucky to be able to say okay well I'll take my time with it so yeah. tell me a little bit about your spiritual business and what you are creating or what you've created already I think it's a big mixture today and it's really it's like a climax point yeah so I'm 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 I have accumulated lots of learnings, teachings, and I did lots of trainings. But of course, sooner or later, you start to, to yeah, to put everything together and to create something new. And this moment is here. And I'm very, very, yeah, I can really say I'm proud of it. And what I want to um, to do with it, I want to make people independent. That's the first thing. Because um, you've got so many coaches, trainers, healers, therapists, whoever is out there. And people need to get back into their independence to learn how they can help and heal themselves. It doesn't mean that we can't accompany them for a while, but nevertheless, they have to go and walk their own path. And this is the first thing. The second is I want to break up these these borders. You've got all these drawers. Yeah, this is therapy. This is healing. This is medicine. This is this. This is that. And I want to combine it because I see so many people in coaching um, and I'm an alternative healing practitioner as well. So or a healing practitioner for psychotherapy. So I am allowed to do trauma work and to heal people from the inside out. But we have so many people out there who are traumatized by all these circumstances, all these challenging times now, the complexity. Yeah, everybody's talking about VUCA and yeah, you know what I mean. And I think the sooner we understand that healing and trauma is something which is just solvable in most cases. Then, and people know how to do that. We can really move a step forward. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, right now in your business, where would you say you are in this moment? What's right in front of you? <laughs> well, I have to admit, I used the pandemic to study. This was okay. a very old wound at the age of nineteen when I went to university. I was really uh, a complete. Yeah, greenhorn, to be honest. Um, And I decided to study something somebody else wanted me to study and it was completely wrong. And then it was a big disaster. And I was very disappointed. And I I left uh, university with this feeling of being a loser, being not able Mm -hmm. to do that compared to all the other people. And it took me more than 30 years to really, yeah, take take this again, take this topic again. And um, I used the pandemic time to study and I could uh, jump the bachelor. I could really take the master immediately. And it was such a wonderful time. And, and I went through without any difficulties. I could do this from home. I didn't have to travel much. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I finished my studies with a very good result, which healed my wound. And this is, again, um, really um, my saying or my slogan, again, is never too late to start something or to finish something, no matter where you started. It just yeah matters what you really want to achieve. And this was organizational development. And I have been a business coach for a very long for a very long time, but I never had this official certificate, how to speak, mm, so to speak. Yes. And now to put on the in, wall behind you when you're doing yeah, your yeah. And, yeah. And, and, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm based in Germany and, and Germany's love paper. They love certificates, yes. all yes. these things. <laughs> I want to combine exactly this healing work. I want to go into the companies. I want to bring joy back and I want to bring relaxation back so um the the coaching program the signature program i've developed is called adultship 
And I combine this leadership with an adult approach, meaning you have to be an adult yourself, getting out of these power games, this, this playing games with others, triggering others, and so on. And I want to bring people back into their power, their joy, yeah, because power alone doesn't is 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 no no help. Because okay, I yeah, get you back on track, but then you just repeat the old drama again because you nothing else has changed. No, that can't be the way. So I want to make people resilient to get them back into power. And then I want to bring them into identity, which is my core business, more or less, to bring people back to their identity and show them who they are. And then to see hmm, what's mine, what's not mine, what do I need, what don't I need? Yeah, so that you stop missing out or having the feeling that you miss out on something. And yeah. that people can get relaxed and say, no, it's not mine. I don't have to bother. And the third point is communication to tell others, okay, yeah, that's what I need. That's what I want. And that's what I don't want. And to do this in a, in a very appreciative and uplifting way to others, but also to yourself, yeah, to have this positive self-talk. So that is the combination, these three, the three parts. Yeah. And for <laughs> me, I think I've always felt this way. You know, people ask about like, well, what's the kind of basis of your spiritual teaching, your spiritual practice? And mine's yeah. always been, you know, the golden rule, right? Treat others as you, you know, would that you'd want yourself treated. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't work if you're using negative self-talk or if you are abusing yourself in the sense that you you tell yourself that you're stupid or that you're dumb or that you're a loser or anything like that. Like if you were able to treat yourself that poorly, then Absolutely. it gives you a, a total free pass to treat other people horribly too. So yeah. like that whole, I know, I know it sounds a little goofy, but it's like, it really does all start here. If yes. you can get this cleaned up, then you can be a better leader, you can be a better teacher, you can be a better, you know, friend, a better parent, a better partner, a better everything to other people, because you've done all of this internal work first. I totally yeah. agree. It's absolutely understandable that people have problems in giving others, yeah, friendly words, compliments, etc. Because when you start out of lack, yeah. yeah, and you should give when you're already in this lack feeling and now you should give others something which is already missing. So, but when you start out of abundance, when you feel that you can reproduce power and energy again and again, that's what I do. I connect people to their power sources. And when you know your own power sources, you can always get back on track and into a good stable position. And when I know how to come back into energy, well, okay, it can give because I can recharge my battery. So where's the problem? And I think what's interesting too, like the distinction is just because you're coming from a place of abundance doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything. No, absolutely not. And that's where the identity comes into play, where you can say, no, that's not mine. That's not my style. I have a very current or um, yeah, a very current example. I'm taking part in a little competition here in Germany, and it all has to do with yeah, showing yourself on stage, which is absolutely fine, no problem at all. Um, two thirds a kind of jury judgment, and one third is asking your community for votes. Mm -hmm. And now you can see how this is blooming for some people. Yeah, they go into their place and they they print uh, some brochures, uh, let everybody know. They go into pedestrian zones, etc., to ask everybody to give them a vote. Wow! Ooh, <laughs> nothing for me. Nothing at all. Yeah, I'm not an introvert. 
honestly not but this is too much for me this is not my style and at the beginning it stressed me a lot and I, I really thought about giving up but then I said no let's wait for the jury's judgment and see what they say and then I can see what what yeah how things go on for me but that is the freedom and that's what we should really yeah we should act out this right to say no to say no that's not my way and if this is not my challenge or not my way of doing my things then choose another way just be okay. so to go back to the beginning of all this you started your career doing what where did your career shift into this more spiritually kind of aligned practice because it seems like there something shifted for you right absolutely absolutely as I said, my first approach uh, to the business world was uh, this university with this big disaster. Then I went back to my core competence, which was communication, because I did my A-levels in Germany in English and French. So I started being a foreign correspondent, which worked much better, to be honest. And later I became a translator as well. And then I started in a company, just this normal nine to five job in the corporate world where I worked in a foreign uh, department for, for French customers. And uh, I did this for a while, but I was par- at that time already, I was parallelly a musician. I'm still a musician. I still have my band. And it was always um, uh, playing and singing at that time. And then we decided to be fully employed as musicians. So I stopped my corporate job. But later I returned there. And I have to admit, I had a boss, and that might be a reason why today I deal with leaders and managers. Well, he was not very tall, so maybe that's why he needed to be a little bit um, louder. And uh, he was very... You might have read that in a book somewhere, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, but he was he was not very polite and he had no no uh, could you please no thank you nothing and he was always eh, could you eh, go this do this do this do this and no and but he was not able to type in or enter his password into a system three times without any mistakes so I had to go to the IT department to yeah unblock him again three times a week maybe yes more or less and then I decided after a while no that's not my world I can't I wanted to have a boss I could look up to. I wanted somebody really yeah, to be loyal to. But this was impossible because his his human competence or performance was really very bad. And, and so I decided to go my own way. And then I started, yeah, after yeah, not being successful, I tried to be successful by doing lots of trainings and I started with NLP. So I started changing thoughts and mindsets and programs, which was a very good beginning, but it was not deep enough. I, I, I really felt that the ways were long and yeah, some things didn't out or uh, didn't work out the way they, they should have worked out. So I, I started with Reiki and I, yeah, and I increased my intuition by that. And, and there was one sentence which I learned very early and it's still with me today. And this, and this sentence was, don't expect anything for everything to happen. Mm. Don't expect anything for everything to happen. Maybe that's the basis why today I can really work with the universe, with source or how, however you would like to call that. Whenever I face a problem, I just... Yeah, I get in touch and I give it, I leave it with them to send me a solution. And that's why I can really sit there and wait and relax. And okay, I have to address my, yeah, my intention. That must be clear. I really have to order correctly 
but the rest is not up to me. And maybe that was my way back into trust, which was really disrupted due to my childhood. Yeah. This kind of journey, the seeking that you've been on. And this is, I think, how you do it. It's like you go and you you do all the research and you try to learn okay, what information is already out there. And then you hit this point where you're saying, okay, intuitively, or there's something I'm feeling I need to explore. I'll try something new. I'll change my approach. I'll change my approach. I'll change my approach until I find something. And it seems like the aperture just blasted wide open for you. And you're able to see everything all at once, which is an incredible feeling. I've only had a short little brief experience (laughs) of that. But, But tell me now, like, if you could go back and tell yourself, either in your childhood or in those moments of frustration, what would be the thing, the advice that you would give yourself back then, knowing what you know now? I think I would, first of all, um, that's a slogan I also give to my clients, customers, etc. Every day is a new beginning. When you've got things that, well, didn't work out well today, go to sleep, open your eyes again, start again. Why not? Yeah, every day is a new beginning because we create our future. It's not fixed. We can create it. Our today is the order for tomorrow. So, yeah, what would you like to get tomorrow? So start thinking about it and allow it to yourself. So to allow the best future. Yeah, I I had times in my life, of course, where I was mefiant and where I was really, yeah, just played very small. And then sooner or later, there was this moment where I said, no, from now on, I'm expecting the best. And when the best doesn't come, I can start crying, but not before. Right. And that was very helpful. And so then you uh, changed the way you woke up. So what do you tell yourself? Okay. So imagine, I'm imagining you wake up in the morning. What does that morning routine look like? What do you do to keep that going for yourself? <laughs> the morning routine is first of all, to be grateful. It's, it's just, it's really not just a routine because when you see what's going on in the world, we've got a war next door, so to speak, here in Europe. And um, to be grateful to have a home, to have a warm bed, to have clear, clean water coming out of your yeah, uh, shower, this is luxury. This is really something many people don't have and will never get maybe. And when I wake up, there is this this yeah, really gratefulness. And um, I have a lovely dog. Of course, I have a lovely husband as well. So <laughs> don't misunderstand. But I have to admit, she sleeps in our bed as well. And my first touching in the morning is, is she there? Okay, she's there. And then we start a little bit of tenderness and then that's a good start to my day. And then we go out, we go out into the garden and I can smell the air and everything's green now. You know, the the springtime was very cold this year. So we waited quite a long time to get the leaves back and to be out there. I live in in an area which is a little bit hilly. It's not like in the Alps, but somewhere in between. And it's so beautiful to look into the hills and to see all these green wooden hills. And, and, and I'm really happy to be here. And it's good to, yeah, to see this every morning. This gives me energy, power and love. And yeah, and many people wait for extreme or positive things to happen. I'm, I'm really happy when things are normal. Yeah, that's a good start into the day when everything's normal. Nobody died, nothing happened, and everything everybody's there. We've got three cats as well. And you know how they are. They, they come in hungry in the morning, and okay, so one, two, three, and the dog. Okay, everybody there. That's fine. <laughs> that's my so start of the day. it is like this. It's to me, it's like the simplest mindfulness exercise. You're just being present yeah. in the moment, yeah. using all of your senses. Yeah. 
appreciating what you can see, what you can yeah. feel, what you can smell. You know, it's bringing you into this like state of, for lack of a better term, it's it's peace, it's zen. Yeah. And then from there, you go about your day. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And um, it's amazing. Uh, I have been working with the spiritual word for quite a while, but the last, let's say, three or four years, there was a big, big shift. First of all, of course, energy levels are higher today. We've got higher frequencies, and I could really feel that and sense that. And on the other hand, some years ago, let's say 10 years ago, where I was already dealing a lot with the spiritual world, there was this big separation. Oh, that's my business, and that's spirituality. Uh, oh, please, please make sure that nobody knows it in your business because they could think you're esoteric. But today... I can say, well, it's my big advantage. And I, I really, I can now openly com combine it. And I can tell people, if you want to have a shortcut, which is sustainable, come to me. I use my medium abilities to help you through to see backgrounds we can't see normally, but now we can and we get answers and we get reasons for situations. And if you want to go this, this shortcut with me, yeah, fine. If not, if you want to have it in a conservative way, do it. No, not my problem anymore. And since then, since I have the power and the courage to combine it, to talk about soul in business, talk about soul to leaders or in companies, everything has changed completely. We'll be back with more right after this break. So what kind of react, what kind of, I guess it's like, what kind of reaction, what kind of breakthrough are some of these, because I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong, that it's leaders and business people who want to be more spiritual or change their approach and have a spiritual approach. What kind of breakthroughs are you getting with these people? What is it coming down to? Can you give a couple of examples? No details, yes. just examples. Yeah, yeah, no, um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> First of all, they get to a kind of better situation in a much quicker way. The method I've developed is a, is a method that works in the field. When I do the work with the people, they experience deep feelings and deep healing in a very short time. That's the first breakthrough. And the second that they yeah, start to get whole, yeah, they, they felt separate. They had roles, a role as a, as a leader, as a husband, as a, as a father, whatever. And those people were disconnected. And now they get back into connection to themselves, but also to the world around them. And that, that's one of the biggest breakthroughs. So people get into um, a very new level of satisfaction, of fulfillment, and also in, in, in a state where they can feel their choices for the first time. Many people are stuck in this childhood um, yeah, awareness. Oh, I have to do that. It's like this. I can't change anything. Well, what should you do? People expect it. That's the child's perspective and people don't they're not or they don't recognize or they're not aware that they have you know, the possibility to choose what they want and they can say no and that's the adult perspective which is often not there and I really I install it because people didn't have it and that is, and then whenever people face problems again and that's what I said at the beginning when I said I want to make people independent 
I don't teach people to deal with their content. I teach them to deal with the structure behind. I show them to read the structure behind. And when you can read the structure, you can always say, ah, that's because of this. And oh, oh there, there, I took a wrong track. And oh, that's because of that. And then people can go back into, the, into a position where they can take in your choice. And that's so amazing. It's really amazing. When, when I meet them, for example, when people are in trouble, I always ask the question, where are you? Hey, hey, my tight ego again. Now, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, and they know. Or they're in the parent ego. The parent doesn't feel. And when you don't feel, you have no awareness. So you have to go back to the adult, and the adult is able to feel, which is a mm. difference to a triggered emotion. That's what the child experiences, the triggered emotion. I think you are somebody who had lots of triggered emotions when yes. you were a child. Yeah. And I remember your your story about yeah, jumping out of this helicopter. Yeah. Having, oh, jumping out of the airplane. Yes. Yeah. 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 And 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 really having this feeling of I have to die now. And you did. In in, in a certain way, you did. You had to die to be reborn again in a completely new way. Right. And I th yeah. think a lot of people are so wrapped up in their identity because what it sounds like you're talking about is it's like it's uh, deconstructing identities so yeah. that you can take everything apart and look and say, OK, this part is my inner child that needs to be healed. This part is the pressure of expectations. This is the trauma that I've been carrying around and stacking up job after job, year after year. You know, yeah. this is how I really feel about myself. This is this. This is that. And then you can clear those pieces out. And when you bring the identity back together, it's yeah. stronger and more secure. I think that's that to me is how it's sounding. Absolutely. And it is when you when you um, consider people between, let's say, zero and six, more or less, can't think. Children can't think. They have no structures to understand what's happening. But of course, something happens to them and they have thoughts, but they can't somehow put them into an, an organized system. So people start when they fall out of harmony or fall out of love. Children always believe it's me. It's my fault. Yeah. I'm too loud. I'm too slow. I'm too lazy. I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not lovable. I'm not okay. And so on. And you, you start having these beliefs before you're able to think. So when people start thinking, it's already there. And when you then go out into a new environment, let's say school, and people treat you the same way because you've got the frequency there on your mm. front, yeah? People think, oh, it's me. These are foreign people. They don't know me. But if they treat me the same, it must be me. And then the belief is more or less really fixed in your head. And people can't see that this is not the way you are, but the way you thought you have to be to be able to survive. And that's a big, big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So and every day is a new opportunity to show up and be somebody absolutely. else, yeah. to express yourself in a different way, to forgive yeah. people, yeah. to forgive yourself. Yeah. There's yeah. so many things that we have an opportunity to do at yeah. the beginning of every day. That's such yeah. a beautiful and simple concept yeah. that a lot of people I hope that are listening and watching this video are going to be able to hold on to is that if, if at the very minimum that your spiritual practice becomes about waking up every day and taking it as a new opportunity instead of waking up every day and being like, oh, yesterday sucked. And I'm really pissed off about this yeah. thing. Yeah. And now I got to go do this other thing. And that person really made me mad. And I'm yeah, going to make their the day miserable. And, you know, yeah. I, I remember, I mean, 10 years ago was the last time I had a corporate job, right? Yeah. I remember so clearly waking up every morning late, 
because yeah. I was exhausted and chronically exhausted. Resistant. And I would be, yeah, rushing to eat, shove something, you know, food in my mouth, drink a coffee, get in my car, commute in traffic for almost an hour, you know, get to work. There's 5,500 emails in your inbox that you have to answer. And there's, a you know, 100 more from this morning. Everything's urgent. You know, you don't have room to breathe. I'm not the only one that experiences that on a daily basis. Absolutely. And what you describe is is really this madness many people experience every day. Still with this feeling, oh, what should I change? I've got my um, obligations, my requirements, my family, and we have to pay the mortgage, whatever. And you've got many, many reasons. But the point is the people start entering a resistance level. And I always say when you have resistance, oh, I don't want this. I don't want this anymore. Oh, I can't stand it anymore. Then your power, your energy flows into the resistance and no longer in your life. And that's where people start getting exhausted. And there is one very important sentence I would li like to leave here because it is, yeah, it's an explanation for everything, I would say. Yeah, the, 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 the most fatal equation we get in our childhood is that love and performance are linked. Mm. When you are a nice girl, when you're a good boy, then you get love. And then people start, yeah, they, they, they run to perform and to do as much as they can just to be valuable. And this is completely wrong. You're always valuable. Your value is always there. It's already there when you're born. And you don't have to do anything for this. So the love you deserve has nothing to do with your performance. Yeah. So that is the biggest problem people face. And when they can cut this connection between love and performance. Yeah. I have to admit the English is much better than the German here because you, or we talk in English about human beings, not human doings. And that's what people do. They try to be human doings and they try to do and do and do and do to be valuable and to get the acceptance, the appreciation and the love they long for. But these things are already there. And in the work I do, I install the adult to take care of the child and to be able to tell your own inner child, any moment you are okay. I'm there to protect you. I'm, I'm the grown up. I can act. I can choose. I can manage this. You don't have to, dear child. So the fear goes away because you're mm -hmm. suddenly you are able to change your situation. The child is not able because this powerlessness, this, this, um, yeah, powerlessness, that's the real word, um, is still active. And only the adult can change that. I mean, where have you been all my life? I've been in therapy for years <laughs> trying to sort this all out. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> well, I'm not the youngest, but, uh, but that was but really, this... yeah. It's, well, it's an incredible shortcut. You mentioned shortcut earlier. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is unpacking what could have taken somebody years of self-work yeah. and yeah. therapy and introspection yeah. to Absolutely. be able to work with a coach like you to be able to get there faster is Thank such you. a gift. So I'm, I'm curious too, because I, I wanted to ask this question before. Now, leaders are becoming more spiritual. How do you help people who are spiritual become better leaders? Spiritual people need to be pragmatic keep their feet on the ground. And that is often the problem. Oh, I'm spiritual. Oh, I have, oh, I need meditation. I need this and that. But you have a, you have a world, you have to deal with the real world. And the real spirituality is, is one that leads back into your normal everyday life. 
there is a saying or a proverb by somebody who said spirituality that doesn't lead back into life, into normal everyday life is no spirituality. And I think that's where, where people can really use the spirituality. First of all, to get more trust, to be calmer, to be more relaxed, because you know, well, a solution will come, I'm sure. Yeah. And you can really reassure your people. You can, you can show them that you're, yeah, you don't have to exaggerate. You have to, don't have to be hectic or hysteric or whatever. Yeah. And people can come to you. You know that many leaders and they have these closed doors and people are really afraid of them. Yeah. In my, on my website, you can read a little uh, part about a fear-free company. Mm. And there are so many companies where people have um, or are afraid of their supervisors and they just go there. Oh, if it's really unavoidable, then they do this. But they try to manage on their own. A good leader is a servant. Yeah, You serve without being a servant, meaning you go to your people and you say, well, I'm the leader. Yeah, and I have the possibility to use certain options we have, but you have to tell me what you need. Can you imagine what happens when my my supervisor comes to me and asks me, what can I do to support you to make your work better, faster, easier, whatever, more joy? That would be the solution because the people in their fields are the experts for their work. And that's not where the leader is the expert. But he's the expert in knowing what everybody needs, but he has to ask. That's well, and I think about all the spiritual entrepreneurs and people who are spiritual, who are trying yeah. to transition into having a business, applying the things that you're talking about here, because it seems like some of it works both ways, but a spiritual person, and this is famously for empaths and, and intuitives, it's really hard to have firm boundaries. It's really hard to stand up for yourself. It's really hard. So I have to imagine that there's a combination of this inner child work that you're talking about. I'm the adult, you're the child, I'm going to protect you. This gratitude thing of like finding that unshakable peace mm -hmm. that you can start every day from that. What are some other things maybe that somebody who's never done leadership, someone who's never had a business, somebody who really needs to kind of create this structure like you were talking about, what are some of the, maybe some easy things that they could consider as they're stepping into this new role? I think people who have never done that before often start with this ambition to be good, to be able to make it or to be successful. And then you often have this over ambition that people want too much, do too much, and they put pressure on people or on themselves. Efficiency needs planning. So you have to, to get a good feeling for priorities, for possibilities, for means, for yeah, everything you can do, you yourself, your people. So I think before, and, and that's the good thing about this, the system uh, we are talking about the whole time. So my adultship system is more or less in the background. We need the parent part to get the overview, to get the big picture. This big picture is my basis to find out, okay, what's going on here? So what do we have to consider? Where do we have to be careful? What's most important? What's urgent? Where are influences and so on? To get an overview is always the best basis yeah, to, to, to start such a business and to take the ambition out to say, I have to be better than others. I have to yeah, show I'm, I really deserve this job, et cetera. When you take this perspective of every day is a new beginning, every leader has the chance to do things 
yeah, today and tomorrow, maybe in another way or in a better way or learn. But learning is a, is a big topic here. Yeah, not to to go in and say, well, I'm not a leader. I know everything. And that's that's another point here yeah, where the ego comes into play. I always say there's a little little man sitting yeah, there on top of the ship, yeah, trying to keep you away from the icebergs. But this is not the, the captain. But people think this person is the captain. No, he's just looking. And the decisions are made by another uh, person or another part of, of, of our personality. And that's a good thing if you keep this in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hearing it's, you know, and, and I encounter this a lot. There's sometimes desperate energy or there's neediness or there's this pick me kind of mentality where you start to get really competitive and you start comparison and playing the comparison game. Oh, that person has more likes than me. That person looks nicer than me. That person, this, that person, yeah. that, and none of that matters. Absolutely. All that does is pull your focus off of what you're doing Absolutely. and it needs to come back in. I love the way that you describe spirituality <laughs> as having to come back because a lot of people will fly out the window. I'm ascending and they're gone, you know, and you're like, okay, cool, I guess. And they don't bring it back to themselves. They don't find a way to be able to share it with other people. And it just becomes like this thing. And I I've met people like this in the spiritual world and I love pretty much everybody. I'm not, (laughs) I I don't have like boundaries around. I think everybody's uniqueness is what makes them so special, but every once in a while I'll bounce into this person in the spiritual space at a workshop or something. And they just are speaking at a level that nobody can access. Yes. And they're talking about like dimensions and like this and that. And like, I'm grateful for it because it helps me zero in on where I fit in. Right. Because it gives me something to measure against, <laughs> not in a comparison way, but to say, okay, that's, that's not my style, but it also feels like a separation and you need to only be able to talk to other people who are out of their bodies and you guys can just talk in circles and circles and circles and it never turns into anything. So I agree with you. And this may be controversial that, you know, you have to be able to take all of this stuff up here and mm-hmm. bring it down to here and integrate it in so that it can be useful here in your human form. Yes. Because otherwise, <laughs> absolutely, I don't know about it. <laughs> absolutely. There is a proverb in Germany, peeling potatoes in Lotman, peeling potatoes. <laughs> Say that again so everybody hears it. Peeling potatoes in Lightman or Lightman, that's the word. Peeling potatoes. Yeah. It's it, it's got the same value. And when you see, for example, sometimes you see these these pictures of monks really trying to uh, sweep their their um area around their their mon- monastery and people might think, well, what is useful about doing this? Everything has got the same value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's painting a picture, somebody's dreaming, somebody's writing a letter or an email or whatever. Everything's got the same value. And there's no better or yeah, or more important because the universe doesn't doesn't have these categories. That's ego comparing and oh, that's more important than this, and so on. And I think as soon as we do what is necessary, so that's why where the big picture comes in again, when you do what is necessary. And for this, of course, you need the vision, you need the goal, you need you need to know the way. And the most important thing, you have to communicate it. Because when I, when I go into companies and work with people, I always find that they don't know the vision, they don't get any communication. They always say, well, management is not talking to us. We don't know what is right, what is wrong, and we are waiting, but nothing happens. And that frustrates people, and then they shut down. 
And when, uh, when you asked me some minutes ago, what, what should a leader do? I would take every new leader and run this person through an identity program. Because when people don't know themselves, how should they have a feeling for others? How should they recognize the strength, the energy, uh, or the, 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 the character traits that support the company or the team or whatever, if they don't have a feeling for that? And therefore, as soon as you know yourself, and for example, when I do identity work, I always do a soul plan reading with those people. And a soul plan reading means you get your soul destination. What are you here for? Which beliefs did you already bring to see or to, 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 to discover the illusion behind it and behind them? And as soon as you do that, there's so much spirituality coming in and mediumship and, and, and yeah all kind of deep-rooted work that people get these spaces. I always say, you, when, when like me, I, I had a very uprooted life when I started and had no identity at all, had no feeling for myself. So I really had to bring piece by piece back again. But today I can really say, well, yeah, that's me. That's not me. That's what I need. That's what I yeah, don't need. Or people talk about values. To be honest, values are needs. When you fulfill, when you take the values as your North Star and you take these values and treat them as, as needs, as requirements and fulfill them, you've got power sources. For example, I, I had a very, yeah, a very dominant mother and she always, she came into my room without knocking and she just, yeah, it was part of her apartment, not, not my room, not my safe space. And today, private space is very important to me or independence is very important to me. Yeah. And there were times where there was not much love in my life. So I decided to, to, to live love now. And love is not only a value, but also a need. And I live it wherever I can. Also in my work. Yeah? So when people come and say, well, joy in the company. No, it's about making money. We have to think about our oh, profit. Nobody's got joy. Yeah. No, that's not my clientele. That's not the way I work and the, the clearer, and that's the good thing about it. The clearer you communicate this on your website, everywhere, you don't attract those people anymore because they're, they're, you're just too stressful for them. Yeah. The, the, and therefore we don't have to be afraid. So that's for all new spiritual entrepreneurs, communicate your truth, communicate what you believe. And the better you do that, the, 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 the easier you attract people. You don't have to chase customers. You don't have to run after them. Let yourself be found. That's much easier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. that. I mean, that's that's the basis of everything we're working on. That's that's the, the purpose of all the courses I've created is to like, let your light shine bright out there so that the people that you need to be working with are attracted to you and everybody else will be distracted by something else. You know, so I love that. This is so aligned. Okay, how do people find you? How do people work with you? What does that look like? Let everybody know. Interestingly, we had a time where everybody said, well, self-study courses, the market is full, it's out. Um, we don't want this anymore. You know, there's too much um, choice. Meanwhile, think about um, formats like Udemy, et cetera, there where you have lots of opportunities to, to buy courses for very little money, which is absolutely fine. I support this idea. When you think about people in India or Africa, for them, it's, it's a great opportunity to get to education, which is not provided by the state, for example. 
some people here in my yeah, business and then they complain, oh, are they destroying our prices, et cetera? No, nobody can destroy your prices because nobody can destroy your value or people can only destroy your value and your prices if you don't have it for yourself. So um, people find me on my website and I'm, I'm currently working or producing my self-study courses because as I said, I want to make people independent. And uh, when people can do my work uh, without me, that's the best best way uh, or the best proof of the yeah efficiency and and um, effectiveness of my work. The second thing is people can of course work one on one with me. Um, I'm starting some group trainings as well, and so there's lots and lots uh, lots of things in the pipeline now for the coming month. My website, I created my website alone. I think I would have driven every designer crazy if I had had a web, web designer because my my lyric, my text, my my wording, everything changed, I think, a hundred times. But now I'm quite happy with it. And it's in German and in English. And I'm now working out as a my offer. But I have a freebie for you and everybody who's listening. And I would like to click in where you maybe stop, Muni, with your work, with your fantastic work. And I have to admit, I love working with Muni. And when I listen to your courses, your voice is, it touches me so deeply. It reaches me so deeply. Your voice is so clear. Your words are so clear. And for me, you're one of the best teachers in the world. Oh, so please go so on teaching. I appreciate it. it. I will. <laughs> it's really, I, I love it. I adore it. And you start or you try to have people. No, you don't try. You do it. <laughs> you work with people who want to sp start their spiritual business. And you know, there is this moment where maybe you were in business for a year or so, but things don't work the way they were planned. You hit blocks. You don't know what's going on. And my freebie is that people can get a kind of analysis, which is mm. quite detailed to find out, okay, where are the problems? Where do they come from? Because you've got different levels, can be a family problem, can be a, a belief problem, can be a technical problem, can be my positioning is not right, or my power is not okay. Maybe you've got a, yeah, a full-time job, but you want to be as successful as people who can spend 10 days, 10, 10 hours a day on, on their business, and you can't, but you want to have the same results. So that's that's not possible, of course. And so people can check where is the real problem, where's the root issue, and then they can start fixing it, maybe alone or maybe with somebody like you or me. Yeah, Sounds absolutely. good to me. So what website do they go to? What's the best place to go? They go to the website you can see behind me, which is, can you read it? Authentaris, come, coming from authenticity, Authentaris, no age, nothing in, in, inside. Well, and, and so everybody listening it. will be able to get that. It'll be in the show notes as well. So it's we'll get that, Authentaris.com. So, yes, uh, so it's almost, it's interesting because it sounds like a star almost that's guiding you to, <laughs> did you do that on it, purpose? Is that the, the word came from? This is, this is, uh, this word came to me some years ago and I kept it because, well, what I do is being authentic and I needed a word, which was not, yeah, not, not in danger of being copied by somebody else. And uh, so I took it and the same for this adultship. Yeah, because adult is there, ship is there, but normally people in English talk about adulthood, but mm -hmm. I wanted to have this adult ship so I can combine leadership and adult. I love that. And and this concept of being guided by your authenticity, I think is a really important 
part yeah. of what you yeah. do. So yeah. Yeah. Christina, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I know I got a lot out of this and a lot of validation and so much just lovely feedback from you. And I appreciate it so much. And I'm really excited for everything that you have going on and for everyone to come in and sign up for your freebie and get some information yeah. that's going to help them kind of take yeah. things to a whole new level. Just one example for authenticity, Muni. Yes. We're having this podcast in your new office with lots of unpacked boxes behind you. And it doesn't diminish your authenticity, your yeah, your light, your glow. Not at all. Yeah, it, it, you are there. You are present. And that's another point I, I can um, finish this podcast with. I sometimes or I often have days um, where I start in the morning and then I think, hmm, who's coming today? So I have to look into my diary because I don't know. Yeah. And I only deal with people when they come or I only deal with things when they are due. And that's another point also for spiritual entrepreneurs, leaders, etc. Try to do things when they are due. And many people have this this had spinning around about 1000 different things yeah try to Guilty. fix on a piece yeah. of paper or try really decide that's again the adult decide what's what's due now and then just work on this and forget about everything else and then you have better results and you have more peace and a better business so thank you very much for having the opportunity to be on this podcast with you today, Muni, it was an absolute pleasure. I could talk for hours with you and to everybody who's listening, all the best to you. Have a super business. Whenever you've got questions, get in touch with me, um, take a jump on the list um, or get my newsletter and yeah, get some inspiration from time to time. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you, Muni. Thanks for listening to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast with me, the Mooniverse, and another spiritual entrepreneur that's making a big difference in the world. To find out more, visit www.themooniverse.com. That's T-H-E-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.